This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Welcome. To the Special Chronicles show. This is episode 498. My name is Daniel Smukowski. I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympic Southern Survival International Global Messenger. Before we begin this week's episode, a few housekeeping reminders. Visit specialchronicles.com for links to follow Special Chronicles on, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And be sure to also to subscribe, wait, and review this podcast, Special Chronicles, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to listening to the audio program, we hope you subscribe to our channel on YouTube to watch the live stream video episodes and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, SpecialChronicles.com. That's SpecialChronicles.com for links to subscribe and follow. This week on the Special Chronicles show, as we conclude October, uh, uh, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. We are concluding with a thirty-minute uh, 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 chill and chat conversation that I had with uh, the CNA company. Uh, CNA is an insurance company based in Chicago, and I talked with them at the beginning of this month on a virtual Teams uh, uh, call. And so I shared my story with, in Special Olympics, uh, working for United Airlines as a, as a service ambassador in Chicago, as well as my uh, 14 years of podcasting on, on right here on SpecialChronicles.com. And so you're going to heal, um, heal the 30-minute conversation with uh, this chill and chat with CNA right here on SpecialChronicles.com. So thank you, everybody, um, for joining us today for Avid Chill and Chat and our kickoff for National Disability Employment Awareness Month, otherwise known as NDEAM. Uh, we're really excited um, to bring this to you and just a little bit about this year's theme. So this year's theme for National Disability Employment Awareness Month is disability, part of the equity equation. And before I go further, because I almost forgot, I'm going to do my descriptor. Um, so I am a Caucasian woman in my mid-50s with long brown curly hair. I'm wearing a pink shirt today. My background is blurred, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. So now let me get back <laughs> to the National Disability Employment Awareness Month theme. This year is disability part of the equity equation. And I think that's really appropriate because, as you know, at CNA, we're really doing a deep dive into equity and what it means for the various different employee resource groups. So I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to turn this over to Monica McFarland, who's going to introduce herself and our speakers today. And please remember, um, this is our chill and chat. This is an informal you know, thing that we really try to do to get our audience participation and make it more interactive. So while Monica is going to be asking some questions today of our guest speakers, it's really for you to, you know, interact with the guest speakers as well. So, you know, keep in mind as we go along, think of some questions and hopefully you'll be able to um, either, you know, vocalize them or you can put some questions in the chat and we'll ask our, our presenters later. So Monica, take it away. Feel free to introduce yourself and our panelists. All right, so folks, welcome to the Chill and Chat for um, Endgame. We are thrilled to have you here. 
Um, I am a African American woman. My hair is salt and pepper, and I am wearing a black and white jacket. Um, and my acronyms are she, her, and hers. Um, what we're going to do today is we are going to have some guest speakers that are going to talk about what's exciting about Special Olympics. And Daniel Smirkowski is going to talk specifically. But before we go ahead and get started, I do want to let folks know a couple of housekeeping things. We are recording today's session, okay? So I did just start the recording, so do know that that's actually happening. We have a series of questions that we're going to ask Daniel, and then we're going to open the line for any questions that you would like to ask, and you can also put them into chat. So I'm going to start off by introducing Daniel, who is on the left side there of the camera. So I do have a bio that I'm going to read, guys. So I'm actually, my eyes are going to go pointed down for just a second, okay? All right. So Daniel Smirkowski. Communication is Daniel Smirkowski's biggest struggle, but also his biggest passion. This led him to start his own media company, Special Chronicles, to face his challenges instead of running away from them. It all began because when he became a Special Olympics athlete in his home state of Illinois, competing in swimming and in basketball. Today, Daniel will talk with us about disability, inclusion, and equity, including his work as a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. His job as a service ambassador with United Airlines, which is really cool. I'm waiting to see him at the gate one day, the next time I'm on a United flight. <laughs> and his participation in Bridge, which is United Business Resource Group, which connects people of all abilities, which I think is a great way to, to say that. It is a bridge around all communication. We have got another speaker with us who's actually going to be just hanging out in the wings, and that is Patsy Taylor. Patsy Taylor is our CNA Global Partnership Liaison from the Special Olympics International, and will also join us today, as I indicated, to provide some additional context about the organization itself, and we really appreciate Patsy being our liaison and our partner with Special Olympics. So, without any further ado, I'm going to jump right into the questions. So, Daniel, here's our first question. How did you become first involved with the Special Olympics? Thank you, Monica. Um, and uh, I guess to um, visually describe myself, um, I've, uh, I'm Caucasian. I have brown hair in the back, bowed on the on top uh, part of me. I've, I've got I'm wearing a gray polo with Special Olympics and athlete leadership on um, either side um, of the front, and then a blue bridge background behind me. Um, and how. Uh, it's it's always an honor to speak with CNA uh, as I've I've, I've done the, um, a few times in the past, um, and how I got started in Special Olympics is uh, I I didn't get started really early in Special uh, uh, Olympics where a lot of children nowadays can start at an early age um, with our young athletes program um, uh, from two to seven, um, but I actually did didn't get started until um, I started high school. Uh, one of my special education teachers recommended um, Special Olympics to me to help with my social life. Uh, since I would be sad about being lonely, a lot of times in my really early elementary schools, I would 
come home in in teals um, cause, because of of what classmates would would say uh, about me and and to this day I'm grateful to Miss Holy for the encouragement uh, to get involved in Special Olympics with swimming being my first um, sport and then um, and then a couple years later my teammates encouraged me to get involved in basketball. Uh, in fact, a few months ago, I was at my job at United Airlines at Ho Hale International Airport, and who did I see checking in? But Miss Holy was was <laughs> checking in <laughs> for a United Airlines flight, and Miss Holy seemed pleased to see me and how far I've I've um, come. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love that you were able to you know to thank you for being bolder enough to share you know, what it was like kind of growing up and the opportunity that Special Olympics offered and that it now offers a young athletes program. Do you have a favorite memory or memories from being in the Special Olympics? Yes. Uh, those um, in in preparing for the for the show and chat conversation today, there's a lot of memories that come to mind um, from the sports events to the athlete leadership opportunities. Um, and I guess... Um, the fact that I met my girlfriend at an athlete leadership uh, uh, event, and then I started to see her at swimming competitions. Her name is um, Georgia, and we were just friends for a number of years. Uh, and then we, we started podcasting together where we chronicled our common, our common special Olympics interests. And then eventually we became boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and so, and if... Um, um, if you follow me on Instagram or social media, I'll share a lot of pictures with her because um, she's really cute and 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 I I just love <laughs> I I love being with her and she loves being with me as well. Uh, my other favorite memory from the athlete leadership programs at Special Olympics is at the 2019 World Summer Games in Abu Dhabi in the. United Arab Emirates. Um, I got to meet uh, the most decorated U.S. Olympic Winter Games speed skater, uh, uh, as some of you might know, uh, Apollo Ono. Uh, he was in the desert of, of Abu Dhabi, and that's because he is one of our global ambassadors for Special Olympics International. And Apollo, um, we... We had lunch together, and um, and then the next day he gave me a speed skating lesson. Except um, we were actually on roller skates, um, and so and then since then I, I got to interview Apollo um, a couple times, and so yeah, he's he's it's it's really a lot of fun to um, hang out with uh, with with uh, 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 with with uh, Apollo and, and our global ambassadors. That is amazing. There are not a lot of people who could say, one, they've been to Abu Dhabi and that they have met, you know, Apollo Nozi, you know, a, a famous um, athlete from the Olympics. That's extraordinary. Wow. That, that's going to be tough to be, uh, <laughs> tough to be for a lot of folks. Talk about job at United since you wear many, many hats. So tell us. How did you get your job at United, and what do you do there? 
yeah, so with my job at United Airlines, it all started with a phone call. Um, Special Olympics and United Airlines have a global partnership, and they, um, three years ago, um, exactly three years ago, uh, they were working together on creating a new inclusive employment job. The person who called me because she wanted to recommend me for the job is the director of athlete leadership for Special Olympics Illinois, um, who is also hanging out on this call (laughs) uh, as well. Uh, And what I do as a service ambassador at United Airlines at at Chicago's Ohio International Airport is to greet people and help them check in and also to assist the customer service representatives. in a way, we'll be because our, our uniform is called branded with Special Olympics on one side and United on the other side. Um, we'll a walk-in advertisement, which one of our supervisors even just told told me that this past week. Uh, in fact, so it, it's it's really neat that our uniform. Um, not only is it co-branded with United and Special Olympics, but it's it's pro- professional as well. Wow. Like I, I cannot wait to see you with the game. Well, so tell me, you know, you get to interact with lots of people. You see people in just the halls, you know, of O'Hare Airport for travelers, customer service and the gate agents. What's your favorite part of the job? Those are a lot of favorite parts because um, before starting this job three years ago, I, I didn't know a lot about aviation and like anything looking for an airline. It, it wasn't a, a job or career that I, I thought was possible. So probably my favorite part of the job is related to United Airlines mission, which is connecting people and uniting the world. I get to interact with fellow employees at United, uh, both in our lobby of Terminal 1 uh, and then also uh, at the gates as well. And I get to interact with customers from all over the world. The little bit of kindness that I show really helps a lot of people, uh, including just the other day, uh, there was a passenger driving to uh, 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 Munich, uh, an, an older lady who needed a lot of help to check in. And after getting her checked in and taking her bag, she thanked me by saying that she wished everybody was as kind as me. And I think that that's what I show. And now, so those four of us athletes, four of us service ambassadors in Chicago, um, and then um, a year ago, United hired four in Dunville and six in Houston. So those, those total of 14 of us and um, all 14 of us, that's, what we sh- that's one of the many <laughs> gifts and talents that we bring um every day to work is all kindness and and that really i that really goes a, a long way with uh making united i know another tagline they say is with the friendly you you fly the friendly skies but let that witty, uh, it witty fits really well with us uh, um, being being part of the U- U- United family. That is extraordinary. You know, 
that memory that you created for that particular individual is not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay right there in her head and she's going to share it. You know what I mean? Those yeah. kinds of special impacts, um, you know, really go a long way. It's going to make a difference for her and she's going to be able to tell the story. So that's, I think that's great. So there's, it sounds like there's really rewarding and exciting parts of the job. What do you find most challenging about the, the position that you're in? I would probably say that the most challenging part of the job as a service ambassador is that that people need a, a lot of help. There are a lot of passengers coming at me, especially at the lobby um, and even occasionally at the gates as well. But there's a lot of them that are stressed out. And even sometimes mm-hmm. the, the, those can be multiple people. And this, this actually... <laughs> happens to me where those people like multiple people coming at you at one time and like e- even one time like i was busy helping like two people that the, the story that i just shared with you of the, the passenger going to munich and there was another guy that had walked up and uh and and, and i think a, a lot of people just focused on checking in and where they where they are traveling to that they don't even see when there's an employee <laughs> like myself helping one, maybe two other people. And so um, that, that is probably one of the most challenging parts of the, the job. So what I think I hear in that is that it's, you know, it's fast moving. Everyone's kind of doing their, their thing that, you know, you're there as a resource, not always seen as a resource, but you know, um, that, you're there being able to provide the service, you know, when you absolutely can, when people are able to take full advantage. Tell us a little bit more about United. So what are some of the things that United has done to make you feel part of the company? Um, so one of the um, things that United has done since um it started th- three years ago, uh, even um, just months before getting the interview and, start and, and and being employed, was United, along with Special Olympics, designed a, a job shadow day to build our job readiness skills. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a day where we got to uh, go to the airport and actually shadow the customer service. What representatives when when they were either in the lobby or and, and especially at the gates we got to help make announcements and and, and we see what life at an airline and at an, an airport location is um, even though once the four of us were employed two years ago once i started like our job as a service ambassador is different than the customer service representative. So we're part of the administrative and management group. And so we can't do everything that, that they can do like on, on the computer. But the way I describe our jobs is like, we're like an as, assistant. Um, so the, through this job shadow, they got us oriented to the physical airport location and the aviation industry. Cause like I said, in, in the past, I, I, and and a lot of my other fellow athletes growing up in school and in job skills classes and in transition programs, 
aviation was novel uh, and looking for yeah, a major right. airline. Yeah, was was never something that yeah. thought was possible. So this is um, never so- something that those of us with intellectual disabilities imagine as a cool opportunity for ourselves. And it's it's it, it takes companies like United, and I'm sure you guys at CNA to think outside of the box to create these new career job opportunities for us. And it really is something outside of the box. I think that not everyone kind of makes the association that folks with um, visible or invisible disabilities can make the level of contribution um, and impact on people. So inside of that, tell us more about Bridge um, at United and your participation and a little bit about what you do there. Yeah, I, I, I love being part of Bridge. It it, it, it kind of came as a um, kind of get a brief backstory. It came I uh, uh, kind of a, a surprise to me to, to join the board of our Bridge business, which it's our disability business resource group um, at United. And I, I was interviewing um, a couple of our, uh, our um, 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 president of, of Bridge, who's a uh, who's a, a pilot and she kind of asked me on the spot on we were doing a podcast on 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 special chronicles and our unified at work series uh that 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 she kind of surprisingly asked me on air and then i thought about it the, the next day and then yeah we kind of quickly <laughs> became fast friends uh and so Bridge is United Airlines Business Resource Group that supports all employees and customers with disabilities. Um, like I said, I'm on the Bridge board as the SOSA chair. So uh, SOSA is what they refer to us as, you know, even though our job title is service ambassador, they not to get confused with their college intern ambassadors. They refer to us as Special Olympic Service Ambassadors, so SOSA for short. So I'm uh, I'm on the bridge board as the SOSA chair and attend meetings pretty much weekly. Um, I give input on behalf of the other 13 SOSAs across the um, company and uh, both here in our Chicago hub, our Denver hub, and our Houston hub. Uh, I Bridge is also, um, it started at the beginning of this year, Bridge is actually a sponsor of my podcast series, Unified at Work. So if you if you go to specialchronicles.com slash unified at work, uh, all, all one word, you um, can listen to conversations about the meaning of inclusive employment and Bridge actually uh, is financially sponsoring that series. Um, Bridge and United Airlines. So I've done uh, 30 episodes of the Unified at Work series in the past three years um, since since being employed. Um, so there's tons of content, in, including with um, um, Oscar Muniz, who was the formal chairman and CEO at United. Um, I uh, also interviewed um, all of my fellow sources. Um, I also interviewed, um, uh, he's currently our chief operations officer. And um, um, yeah, the, the, there's a link in the team's chat if you all want to listen. And then, the, and then also, um, our chief inclusion, diversity and equity officer, uh, I might've mixed up those letters, but, um, our DEI officer at United Airlines. Um, and then bridge also hosts live town hall events, similar 
to what we're doing today, except the, the, our town hall live events are more structured than than this call but just last week i co-moderated a q a session but i also introduced the speaker for the session who was the well-known professor temple grandin who was one of the first people living with autism to document her experiences and we had various watch parties across the hubs uh from coast to coast and we had 500 employees tune in um a, a, a week ago so that, it was really exciting and wow. it, it's an honor to be part of um, Bridge. That's amazing. So, I mean, you t- I was going to jump right into the podcast and talk, you know, how you started the podcast, what you enjoy a lot. You know, you've already kind of mentioned a lot about that. that you've been doing it about 14 years and, you know, you started it. Was your inspiration around starting your podcast around being in Special Olympics and seeing a message to send folks? Yes, yeah. Uh, um, I like you said. I started podcasting fourteen years ago. Actually, this November fifteenth will be uh, uh, fourteen years, and um, about um, about five hundred um, episodes. Uh, and I, yeah, um, being in the athlete leadership programs um, of Special Olympics has already been the the inspiration for me to get started in podcasting because I started putting up the audio of the speeches that I was giving uh, uh, as a podcast. So so listeners across the globe, from across the U.S., from Canada, from all across the the globe will tuning in and, and hearing my stories and then hearing me interview some of my friends who also compete in Special Olympics. And there was a, um, I'm, I'm not gonna say the name of this listener, but um, uh, a airline pilot had full, had used the R word, the word we taught it, we taught it on another podcast. And he, when, not not on my show, but on a different podcast. And once I once he, once he started listening to my story and listening to my podcast, and um, th- that was back in um, late two thousand eight. Um, so in the very early days of podcasting, so in that within that first year that I started podcasting, he started his his perspective on those of us with intellectual disabilities will changed. Um, he. And, and and he is just one example of many listeners whose perspective on those of us with disabilities yeah. have changed. And he has since um, has helped me kind of behind the scenes with he's donated some, um, not my current mixer, but he's donated some, some other podcasting equipment to, to, to me in the uh, in the past, and and he's 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 really helped me out, um, kind of behind the scenes with with some of the technology that goes into podcasting, and so that that's just an example of the impact the podcasts and the podcasting that that I do it make. Really, you know, so Daniel, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. It really has made impact. You know, what I heard in there is transformation of thinking, and you know, truly getting some emotional intelligence in areas for folks where there wasn't any. So I want to be responsible around time, and I really want to give folks on the line an opportunity to ask any questions directly of you. 
So, Laura, do we have any questions in chat that we want to make sure that the audience gets a chance to ask? I don't think we have questions yet. We do have some comments. So uh, I think everyone is really enjoying this. Just looking to see if there's any. I know uh, Miranda notes that she's usually one of those stressed people at the gate at the airport. So, Daniel, we're all going to be looking for you at O'Hare now. <laughs> we're a bunch of stressed out travelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to come up to me or, or the other service ambassadors. We're always happy to uh, to help anyone. Yeah, and we also had a comment that language matters so much. Thank you so much for bringing this up, Daniel, for what you were just talking about with the other podcaster. So, Daniel, so I, I know. Yeah, go ahead, Laura. I was going to say I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. When we were talking about um, and preparing for this, we talked about how your parents, you know, supported you throughout. And I think you made you made a comment that really stuck with me. And I just want to, you know, maybe you can talk about it a little bit further. But I think you said something to the effect of, you know, sometimes the doctors focus on what we can't do, but you and your parents focus on what you could do. And I just, that has, I mean, I've been thinking about it for days now, and I just think that, you know, mindset and all that is so important. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about how you focus on what you can do. Yeah. So my parents have always told me to never give up and not, not look at the label of disability that the doctors put on me and um, I was like, can you cl clarify the question? No, no, I just, I, I that was really what I was um, getting at yeah. is that you, you said how, you know, you focus on what you can do. You don't let a label define you. And I, I just think that's fabulous. I just wanted to make sure everyone who was listening, you know, was able to hear that from you because I think it's so very important. I know, you know, for a lot of us, we may have invisible disabilities. We may have visible ones. Some of us, you know, are caregivers for children or ad adults with disabilities. And I think it's just a really important reminder to all of us that, you know, labels are just what they are. They're labels. It doesn't define who you are. And I yeah. think you've just given some great examples for us. Yeah. And, and, and kind of speaking to that, I think a lot of time, like what I've done is taken the challenges that I have, like the taking that label and kind of pushing through it. Um, kind of like what, what, um, when Monica int introduced me and read that bio of how communication is my biggest struggle, but it's also my biggest passion, which having a bachelor's degree in journalism shows how I, I've kind of pushed through that, but witty. And I, I think that's what a lot of, um, like I, I believe, Monica, your niece, I mean, your, not, not niece, your uh, um, nephew, um, uh, hopefully yeah. your, your nephew hears this. Um, and other, other younger people um, uh, who, um, either young athletes or other, others that uh, ho hopefully get involved in Special Olympics, um, either as an athlete or a unified partner, can see that... Um, can not focus on the disability <laughs> that we're diagnosed with and kind of push through those challenges and, and 
to define what your strength is. And, and that's how you, at least that's how I've been successful uh, <laughs> these many, many years. When back when I had yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mohio back then. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's perfect. I think there's, you know, an opportunity for all of us to look at what we may consider a challenge and see it more of an opportunity. And, you know, you've done just that, you know, that level of inspiration, Daniel, I know has, you know, shifted the way I have always thought, you know, I know um, parents that are on this phone really see the opportunity to focus on uh, abilities and how they speak to their children as well. And so folks on the line, I want to acknowledge the time. I know we're about two minutes over, you know, our chilling chat is just that it's an opportunity to kind of just chill out and have a conversation and not worry about work and, things like that. So I hope you enjoyed today's session. Please, please, please go to Daniel's uh, podcast and take a listen to certain to his episodes, 500 episodes. There's tons of things to learn. You know, go to O'Hare, look for him, even if you're just wandering the airport. Well, don't wander the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Have a ticket. <laughs> Before Let's go. we go, right. Monica, just one thing. Um, Daniel participated in a plane poll. Daniel, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? And I'm going to yeah. share my screen and show some of the pictures yeah. of yeah, the you DNA can folks who joined you. Yeah, it was an awesome um, event. It's um, two, way, two ways. I, I think we, um, I think we, I, I think I hope that we waged over $195,000 um, this past Saturday at, at the plane poll. And, um, I actually pulled the plane three times. Uh, the first time with, like you see in this picture, with 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 your CNA team, and then I pulled two times with our United Airlines team. And just between um, <laughs> just between us, the uh, the um, the CNA team pulled uh, at a time that was faster than the, than the United team that that I pulled with. Um, but yeah, it it was. Um, it's uh, a lot of fun to pull. I think it's, uh, um, I think it, uh, it's like 195,000 pounds, like, like a, like a seven thirties. I forgot what the aircraft was, but like, like this, the, this big plane and really heavy. It's, yeah, it's, it's very heavy and the, pl the plane does move, really heavy. the plane does move, but it's, um, it was, it was my third plane pole event to, uh, to attend and pull and, and, um, it's, it, it, the, the weather was, was awesome. Um, I was also the MC of the event. And so, um, that was a lot of, uh, fun as well. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if um, <laughs> anybody else, uh, Patsy, or anybody else wants to add any, anything to the, the plane pole, but you saw some of those pictures of uh, of what the plane pole event is. Wow. You read my mind. I just put in the chat, everyone's welcome next year to join the plane pole at O'Hare. Uh, come out and form a team. It was super cool. You guys did an awesome job. That is so cool. I've never even heard of that. You know, I've, I've never heard of it. So I don't know if they do that kind of stuff in Atlanta, but, you know, I'm going to encourage it. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Laura, anything else before we wrap? Or Patsy or Daniel? Yeah, I just, um, we have a couple of comments. Someone commented, focus on abilities versus disabilities. And someone said, you're very inspirational. Thank you for sharing with us today. 
a lot of other people are thanking you. If anyone has a question or comment wants to come on, you know, and just say it, that's fine. Or you can put it in the chat. And Daniel's thanking everybody for the kind <laughs> words in the chat. So thank you, Daniel. Much appreciated, Daniel. We know you are very busy. Thank you for carving out thank time, you. you know, for CNA for the 30 minutes. You've got a pretty big life. So we really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back in touch. So, Absolutely. you know, tell United and Special Olympics that we might need a little bit more time um, <laughs> at some point. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was an honor to speak with thank you all today. Thank you, everybody. And have a wonderful day. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will, will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As Comed powers the lives of us, they're literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comed for the general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash Comed. That's specialchronicles.com slash Comed. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles Shows Podcast. Visit specialchronicles.com to follow Special Chronicles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube and don't forget to hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. Also, subscribe to our newsletter mailing list to sign up for our updates and get exclusive content delivered to your inbox. Remember to do what you do with these podcasts. Subscribe or follow and rate and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, the iHealth Radio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, please share this episode and all of our podcasts with your friends and family to help us grow our audience and uh, reach 5,000 downloads of our audio podcasts and over 14,000 average monthly listeners. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week with exciting new guests. See you next week. Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.